Hey. Hi. Well, this is loud. Oh, me? Ooh. Oh, no, no. I, I can turn it down on my side. Okay. Cool. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> so, um, how are you doing? Oh, you know, not not too bad. Um, this is, I guess, my second week working from home. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely been an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that's that's kind of the new new lifestyle, the the new wants. Um, yeah. In the, in the CS industry, to work to work remote, um, it's like. You like it so like, far? Um. It's it's got its challenges and it's got its um, benefits. Okay. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I, uh, um, good. I uh, I tried out that Arnold Schwarzenegger workout you sent me yesterday. Yeah, I saw you <coughs> snapping me of it. Yeah. So uh, I'm like really sore today. I think I I think it's been months since I last did push-ups. <laughs> like, so so I did. I had to do like. I did 50 of those and then it's been, it's been forever since I did sit-ups as well. So I actually thought I was going to cramp, but I, and I think I almost did, but I didn't. Um, I think the scariest part for me was like, um, he has you do, he has you do dips and rows using two chairs. And so for the dips, like if, if you put your weight on the chair such that like the force vector is somewhat inward, then like the chair is going to tip over. And so I almost like that, that kind of happened to me. So then I switched to just like doing the dips off of like the, the cushion, like the, the part where you sit on the chair rather than like the, the top of the chair. And then, um, for the rows that I, I used, um, instead of a broomstick, I used my pull-up bar and, um, that one, like the chairs kind of like moved a a little bit and it, it like, it like teetered which made me nervous. So I ended up just doing five reps instead of 50. And uh, I, I, I called it a day after that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I feel like, I feel like for me, um, I've spent a lot of time like indoors, like working on my Chinese actually. Um, so like I actually, uh, downloaded like a vocabulary list um of like this test called the hsk um and what they have you and, and so like basically there's like Wait, all these it, what does it stand for so it's it stands for something in chinese which is han yu shui ping kao shi um oh, so see. it's you know it's like a fluency test uh and there's like six different levels level one is like very basic like ni hao zai jian you know um level two is like a little bit more you know like little bit more like vocab but still like very like preliminary like primary schoolish you know like like um you learn new words but i mean like you and i grew up in like a household um where chinese is probably spoken all the time so it's pretty basic so like you learn like birthday is or like you have to memorize that uh get out of bed is chichong or something like that um Level three is probably like where I'm pretty like, like um, I think 60 or 80% is like a passing score. And like the, the, the exam involves like listening, writing, reading comprehension. Um, 
And I think 60 or 80% is passing. I think level three is where, except for writing or like anything where I have to memorize characters, I would probably be pretty good because level three is still like, you know, it's still like words that I've all heard before, like, uh, like, Pinohua or like, um, Chengji or like, uh, you know, like, like, I, I don't know the characters super well, but I mean, I still know these words. Um, it's level four where it's like, I don't know if I know at least 60%, you know, even in terms of having heard these words. Um, so I, uh, I've, I've spent the past two or three days um, just grabbing like a notebook, a composition notebook, and then writing like the characters, the pinyin, and then um, the English meaning, like just all in like, all in a big list. I mean, I don't think I'm actually like memorizing it, but it's helping me like, it's helping me like get introduced or acquainted to each different like word or phrase. So it's, it's actually been kind of, it's been kind of nice because I've been wanting to get to this for a while. Uh, like it's always been like a, one of those resolutions that I put on the list at the beginning of every new year. And uh, I guess because of COVID and the shelter in place order, I'm like, oh, this is like just the right time. So, yeah. Zhenghao. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what what does that look like for you? Studying. At, um, are you like? Do you have a schedule that you follow? Oh, for like when to study Chinese and stuff. Yeah. No, it's actually been like pretty. It's pretty like I I guess the, I guess the thing that is kind of nice, but also uh, a double-edged sword about like just being at home is like, there's a lot of, there's a lack of structure. So I kind of do whatever I feel like I should be doing, which is very vague, you know? So like, maybe it's like right after lunch and I just feel like, you know, writing Chinese characters. Um, or maybe it's like, oh man, I haven't been working in a while. Uh, time to get back to like checking emails. Um, so like this afternoon, I read a paper. Um, uh, also getting ready to TA for the next quarter. Like, so yeah, getting familiar with Zoom and like how to use like the websites and everything. Um, and then like in terms of, so in terms of that, like the lifestyle is like, it's okay. Um, it, it feels like almost less efficient um, because I haven't made a plan. Whereas like, you know, like, as opposed to going to work or going to lab, it's like, once you're there, or once I'm there, it's like my brain, it's like my head enters a different space. And so I'm starting like, like, I'm suddenly like, like, let's, let's get to it, you know, because, um, you know, it's like the different surroundings kind of, kind of change, like change my, change my, like, help me focus a bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why we have cubicles or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been like the past past few days. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today's been actually like a, I've, I've been on a few calls today. So there's this one. Uh, my MD PhD cohort wanted to just have a call, you know, 
uh, I guess, cut the in light of social distancing. Um, and then right before that, I, uh, so that was right before this one. And then right before that call, um, uh, Sean called me just to like talk about whatever. So, yeah. And Sean is in the U S right. Yeah. So he's, um, he's normally in China working for his clinical diagnostics company. And, uh, this time around, he's like, I guess he's been, he's been in his home in the States for the, for a while. Um, but he's still having meetings with people, but yeah, he's in the States in U S time. Yeah. We actually, yeah, we actually like, it's, it's interesting because like he, I talked to him about like my science and then he talks to me about like his diagnostic side. Um, and then sometimes we talk about like, uh, like personality types and everything. So, yeah. I know that's a favorite of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think he knows me pretty well. So he kind of like knows what, like, I like to do, like in terms of like my tendencies. So, um, one thing I one thing I once did was, or one thing I did was, we called a, like a month or two ago, and. Um, like at the time he was like, you know, I don't think COVID is like too big of a deal. I don't think it's that much worse than the flu, mainly because, uh, you know, it's probably severely underdiagnosed. So the incidence rate and the death rate is probably overblown because we don't know how many truly positive cases are out there. Um, and then like, and then like recently, you know, just like just, just now, you know, I was like, oh, hey, Sean, like in light of everything that's happening, like what, what, what do you think is going on now? You know? And like, He's I, I appreciate him because like if he if he wants to bring it up, he'll he'll just tell me how it is. Um and so like he's just like saying, like, yeah, like yesterday you were kinda like you're kinda like being like, Oh ha ha Sean, like you were you said this but you're wrong, like what now? Is it's like basically like how I came off. And um like I I think like from talking like it was kind of meta because we were like talking about how we talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> that's you Alan. Uh, yeah and so then and then i was like like i basically realized um i kind of like i kind of have fun provoking people you know like like you've seen naruto right so it's kind of like like naruto can be like like hey 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 sasuke you know and then sasuke is like the more serious intimidating type um and like from the viewer's perspective it's a bit more comical you know like oh like there goes naruto like poking the poking the bear with a stick you know um and and i think i view like oftentimes like like interactions with certain people with that mindset the drawback is like i forget like you know they have feelings too like maybe they think it's annoying maybe they think it's like mocking or belittling almost um so Sean and is so, Sasuke and you're Naruto. <laughs> if you had to pin a person to each one, yeah. <laughs> um but but I mean like that's but I, I think that that was I mean it was pretty spot on, you know. Like I think that one of my drop one of my weaknesses is like unless I really try, like it's easy for me to not really be in tune with how other people are feeling. Um and so sometimes like that just, that just, 
I feel like that's been a recipe for like certain cringeworthy interactions that like sometimes act as memories that still pop in my head. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess, I guess it was like good for him to like identify that, but yeah, yeah. that was, I guess that was a takeaway. Alan the provocator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like, Yeah, I feel like I've mellowed out as, and, and I mean, you have too, right? I think, I think as you've gotten more mature. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I, I definitely have um, my my fair share of provocative moments. Um, right. I mean, and, and the thing is, like, you did it. I think you did it a lot more, like, when we were younger, right? Um, actually, actually. Why don't you why why don't I ask you this question so our viewers can get a context? How do we even know each other? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because um, <laughs> I was actually like like before this podcast like a few few days ago, I was thinking we should probably backtrack. So I think yeah, it'd probably be a nice contrast to see your first memory of me and kind of like our journey, so to speak, from when we met to now and yeah and vice versa I, yeah that'd be really interesting but how about this um how about you tell people or maybe tell me in case i forgot like who you were where you were what you were up to up until the point that we met okay sure um so um uh, so prior to moving to Kansas City, which is where Alan and me, Young, met. Oh uh, yeah, so I guess we didn't even. Do you have an intro for this podcast? By the way, are you gonna add one later? I could add one later. Yeah. Okay. Um, should <laughs> I add one later, or should we like we kind of jump straight into it, which is. <laughs> that's the, okay. That's the beauty of impromptu. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I yeah. could do an intro right now and then tack it on towards the beginning. <laughs> sure, if you want to audio splice, yeah. Do I want to though? Okay. <sighs> Welcome to the podcast that has no name yet. Um, oh, that was horrible. Um, uh, that sounded just this... like another podcast I listened to. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I don't think it's um, copyrighted, so you're good there. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Well, let me try it a different way. Um, welcome to the podcast that doesn't officially have a name yet. Um, I guess I guess. for now, we'll just call it everyone's story because everyone does have a story. And um, today we're going to hear stories from each of the two of us. So I'm Alan. And I'm Young. Nice. Um, and uh, Young, Young's been a longtime friend. And so, Young, for the listeners out there, how um, I, you know, we should we could share about how we know each other um, and our impressions of each other and how they've evolved. But to start things off, tell us about like who you were up or where you were up until like the point that we met. Um... Yeah, sure. Um, so right before I moved to Kansas City in eighth grade, um, I lived in Michigan. 
Um, so I moved from Michigan to um, Kansas in eighth grade. Nice. I can hear you chewing. Damn it. It'll add a nice sound, nice crisp sound. Peanut butter pretzel. Damn it. Okay. Nice sound to the podcast. Um, Anyway. So you were, wait, wait, sorry. So you were in Michigan and then you moved here to Kansas City. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, to Kansas City in eighth grade, right? Yeah, because of my dad's job. So we relocated here. Okay. How about back up even more? Where were you born? Uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Okay. And then how long were you there? Yeah, so I was in Salt Lake City for three years, and then I lived in China for, I think, three, three and a half, three, four three and years. Three okay. And then, so by now, you're like six or seven. Yeah, and then I moved back to the U.S., to California, actually. Oh, shoot, where in California? San Diego. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. How long, was, how long, was, how long were you there in San Diego? Like half a year, maybe. Oh, okay. And then we moved back so, like, to Salt Lake City. Do you remember California? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. And there was a there was another Chinese boy in my class, and he always told me about how big his house was. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, Flex even at, even when you're seven. <laughs> yep. Okay, um, so then you moved back to Salt Lake City, and right now you're like seven, right? Uh, yeah, seven, eight-ish, and then and then from there I moved to Michigan in fifth grade, so ten-ish. Okay. And then from Michigan, you then moved to Kansas City around eighth grade. Yep. And at this point, you were thirteen, fourteen. Uh, I think I was eleven or twelve. Okay. So how does the math check out there? Well, so I actually I technically moved here when I wasn't. So I was going into seventh grade, and I did one one quarter of seventh grade in in the in my school district. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Michigan and um, Kansas they have their curriculum swapped, and so. Oh. Yeah, and so so my dad actually talked to the principal, and then I think I think I took a test. I don't even really remember, and uh-huh. then and then I moved into the eighth grade for the next quarter. I so, see, but then but then from everyone else's perspective, it looked like you skipped a grade. Right, right, and I as see. an as a as a humble eighth grader, that's what I told everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it probably wasn't until maybe college that I started kind of telling things how they really were. Um, oh, really? I so you so. would say so you you'd say you put up more of a front up until that point. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a fair way to to characterize it. How did uh, you wait? What did you tell people? Like, oh, I skipped two grades. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, ca- it's cash. It's cash, you know, just just a walk in the park. Just took a test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad uh, knows people. <laughs> yeah, honestly, my memory was re- is really fuzzy of it. So I don't even really remember a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
something cool. very small in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, um, and then, so then, like, how many siblings do you have? Any pets? Any whatever? No pets. I did think I was going to buy a dog with my first paycheck, but I was okay. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have one sister. Her name is Alice. And... Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got two pets. Two pets? Yeah, my pet sisters. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dumb joke. <laughs> um yeah, I guess so so they're my sisters are both younger than me. One by a year and a half and the other by five years. And then your sister is um how many years younger? Three and a half. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Nice. All right, so then you moved to Kansas City in seventh grade, I don't know, whatever, middle school. Um, how, okay, I want to hear your impression of how we first met and how our relationship has evolved over time. Oh. Um, and, and, yeah, okay, so I actually don't really remember the very first time I saw you. It was probably uh-huh. on a Friday night um, with a bunch of um where you know our parents went to the same bible study i believe yes um and uh wow my memory is real bad now that i'm actually you it doesn't have to be complete yeah it's like it's like i'm putting you on the spot and then suddenly your mind goes blank yeah and it's just like these tiny puzzle pieces um, so I must have, so I, there's one actually real strong memory, but it's, you know, it's a very, uh, you want to get really Uh-oh. bits and pieces. And it was, uh, you called me arrogant. Um, so I must have, I just, I, I don't I actually, <laughs> you know, what the funny thing was, I don't think at the point, I didn't even know what arrogant meant. I had to look it up <laughs> in a dictionary. And so that was my introduction to the word arrogant oh god okay. and so okay. I, I must have done something arrogant and prideful which is which you know i, I totally believe I, I would have done in eighth grade or ninth grade whenever um and so i'm like oh this is a new word for me let me look it up oh, oh my god <laughs> and, and then, so i remember in my room looking up that word and like and then you sending it to me so that's one of my early memories of you um gosh okay okay um yeah I, I do remember like you know chinese parties at your house um mm-hmm. uh, yeah and then and then just bits and pieces going to fellowship together being with lay ming um mm-hmm. yeah and i think i think lay, lay ming who was another boy um that that was um that was amongst us he's a he's a little bit older a few grades above us i think if i remember correctly he had a real knack for picking on you right alan yep yeah i'll i'll share more when we get to my side of the story okay yeah and i think (laughs) everything is super fuzzy um it's like bits and pieces um i've got on friday nights um, mm-hmm. a few times of playing tennis and and seeing each other at fellowship and then it was it's not until like that summer the summer before college 
where we started going to the gym together that I think a lot of my memories are more solidified where we, uh, um, yeah, just did a lot more together. And I can, there's probably a, a bigger pool of memories to draw from there. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should, we should hit pause at that point. So that way, like, we don't, we don't go on forever. Um, and so I can give my impression of like that, that like the moment we met up until like summer before college. Yeah. And that's, I think that's it on my side. Yeah. Um, I like, I, cause I think that was a pretty, like, I think that's like the first arc, you know, like, like a bit more immature adolescence is what I'd call that first part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I do remember the exact night that I met you, which you were right. It was like a Friday night. So I guess to give listeners context, Young and I, um, our, our families met through the same community because we both went to Emmanuel Chinese Baptist Church, as the name suggests, Chinese Southern Baptist Church in Kansas City. Um, it's got a couple hundred people, I think, at least. And so the whole, the whole thing gets broken up into different groups, different Friday night Bible study fellowships. Um, and so in that case, you know, you have like one family um, or a couple that volunteers open their house and then everybody else um, in that fellowship comes. And so the kids are often like together down in the basement or something while the adults have their, you know, their singing and their Bible study and whatever. Um, so we went to Yali's house. Um, I don't know if you remember, you, re- you remember her, right? I mean, she's still around at church, right? Mm-hmm. yeah she's the... well church church before COVID-19 happened anyway yeah <laughs> um and uh and so like yeah it's their houses is somewhere in Olathe and so like we I I walked in and I see this I see this young boy <laughs> he's about <laughs> he's nice. about my height and um he's talking to this other boy named Layming, and so like the first thing I notice is like, he's quite talkative. Like he's pretty like, I don't know what the word is, not flamboyant, but just like very like, just like, just has a lot to say. And like, was telling me like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I'm in eighth grade right now. So I was like, oh, same grade as me. He's like, Wait, oh so yeah. And speaking I, I of which, let me quickly interrupt you. My yeah. Sunday school class, um, we, we took a vote actually. So just, I guess for context, I teach Sunday school to a bunch of juniors and seniors at the same church we grew up in. And my yeah. class a lot of them think that like they a lot of them thought I was gay before I got a girlfriend <laughs> like legitimately really? homosexual and they they're like I'm like oh why do you what? think that and they're like you're just so flamboyant you know the flamboyant. way you talk the way you dress the way you carry yourself um, I don't think of you I don't think you looked gay at all I, that's, like, that's what I think. I don't think I dress nice enough. So it, it was really a, a compliment in many ways, um, if anything. Okay. But just a quick, quick segue. I thought that was pretty interesting. Interesting. How did you feel about that? Were you like pleasantly surprised? Were you offended? Were you like, oh, like, were you, do you think it was funny? I, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Um, not really offended. Um, uh-huh. but it would make sense why I've always gotten along really well with gay men. Um, <laughs> so. Mm. Okay. 
All right, back. Sorry, we'll we'll get off this rabbit trail and let you get back to right, 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 describing right. Um, the moment you met your first love. Yes, this first love, this boy across the table from me, with such dreary eyes. Who's the gay one now? <laughs> um, so yeah, so there was there was you, young, and you were talking, and then that's how I met you, and I was like, wow, like. I think my first impression was like, wow, like this, this, this guy's kind of cool or like kind of, kind of talkative, but that's cool. And I think the more you talk, the more I was like, oh, geez, he's starting to feel a little obnoxious. Um, but whatever, uh, it's fine. Um, but the thing is like, we hung out, you know, at, uh, we hung out in the same fellowship group and, uh, there are a couple other guys there our age or a little older than us. Um, Laming was one guy you mentioned. Frank was another one. And and so I think my impression or my relationship with you was very much affected by the interaction with the other two. Um, because there were actually a couple times, I think, in eighth or ninth grade where you and I like hung out alone. And that was actually like fine. Like we just like talked and it was like fine. Like we, we got along pretty well, but I think it was when it was like, when we were at these like Friday night gatherings, um, where, oh man, like that was like, that was like not, not a fun time for me, mainly because I think even when I knew Laming back in fifth grade, um, like he had a tendency to like pick on me, as he said. Uh, so there were times when like, it was like, oh, I, I had a big plate of food and, you know, like. I think laming like kind of shamed me for that, you know, cause I was, I was a little chubby back then. Um, and, uh, other times it was like, we'd play Halo or Call of Duty and like, I wasn't good at first person shooter games. Um, and so like when a whole group of us played, be like, like, Oh, I don't like, make sure you don't get us killed or whatever. Um, and I think maybe at the time, I think at the time I was also like more talkative and, just spoke my mind and was therefore like obnoxious as well. So maybe like, I like maybe I was also an easy target for laming. Um, but what I remember back then and, and, and what kind of like uh, fueled like initial, like, I guess contempt towards both of you was, I think that you thought laming was the cool one, right? Cause he's kind of like the extroverted, like more alpha male, more like, you know, has more of that energy where like you, you, you can persuade, he can persuade people to do stuff. Um, and so I think you looked up to him and you, I think you tried to copy him too. So then like you would like kind of like join in on like, you know, like, Oh, I like make sure you don't get us killed. Like in this, like when we play halo or whatever. Um, and like, that was, you know, that was that, that wasn't very fun. Um, and the thing is, like, I think in that culture of just like this group of boys, it kind of it kind of ingrained into me that it was cool. It was like cool because like it was cool to insult people because the result was like laughter. Like and if you made a witty like a witty joke at someone else's expense, like everybody was laughing. Right. So I thought that's what it meant to be cool. Um, I also thought that, oh, if 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 someone if he disses me. Like, if Young disses me, if Laming disses me, like, I'm going to get back at him. But then if, if Young disses me, that's 
even more insulting because he's doing it because he thinks that's what it means to be cool. He wants Laming's respect and he's doing it at my expense. So now I want to get even more back at young is like how I felt. Um, but as a result, you know, it's like, Oh, like I like, you know, like then, then I just like, like throw an insult at you or like try to like poke at one of your flaws. And then, you know, no one, no one's happy, I guess. Um, and you know, Alan, what's interesting is, um, I, is blaming is actually very much the same way. Um, when he sees me now as greeting to me is to make fun of me, um, in some way, shape or form. Um, yeah. And, and I think part of the thing is like, I didn't like, no one had ever, well, actually that's not true in fifth grade. I was around the same time, but like fifth grade, like that was my introduction to like people like, like kind of like messing with each other or throwing like insults or taunts at each other. Like I just wasn't, maybe I wasn't used to it, but I mean, like if, if, if Laming were to do it now, if you were to do it now, like I'd be kind of like used to it, you know, I think part of that is based on the relationship. Right, 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 right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to, sorry, just to clarify, I'm not trying to justify Laming. I'm just, it's just a, just a simple yeah. observation. There's no, I wasn't trying to, there weren't any yeah. implications with that. Yeah, yeah, I think part of that is like, yeah, very much his personality. Um, yeah, and, and so we interacted more because like, you know, like we, we saw each other at like Friday night fellowship, sometimes Sunday school. Um, uh, so in the context of church very much. Um, and through that church meeting, we also played tennis sometimes. Um, uh, and back then you weren't, you weren't good at tennis. Um, and so maybe like, maybe during this time of like everybody laughing at how good or bad, like you were at tennis or good at video games, like maybe that was like, Oh, maybe that was my point of like supremacy or area to exert dominance. Um, cause like, I think you were, I don't know, maybe I think you're just starting out. I mean, that changed cause I think you loved the sport more than I did. And so then you played a lot more than I did and then you got better than I did. Um, on top uh, and so where how else do i remember you so i think that um i don't exactly remember you calling you arrogant although i feel like i can imagine doing so <laughs> sadly uh i remember we were engaged in an oh, email boy. chain some email thread and it was basically no no there was nothing sophisticated about it it was who was better at playing heart and soul so like <laughs> it was like like you would be like, I'm better at playing heart and soul than you, Alan. And then that was the email. And I'd be like, no, like you, like you, you just, you didn't, you didn't get the chords right. I'm better. And he was like, I don't care. Blah, 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 something else. By the way, I'm still better at you than heart and soul or something. <laughs> and so I just remember stuff like that. Um, I think that we had like a slight falling out um, because... Well, actually, and, and I think that, like, I think that I remember you telling me that your mom didn't like me oh boy. because, like, I think from learning from other people, like, I called you stupid. Like, dude, you're so stupid, young. Like, and I did that when I was in the backseat of your parents' car and you were right next to me. And so, like, the following day at Sunday, 
you're, you were like, oh, yeah, I don't think my mom likes you that much anymore because of what you said. And I was like, oh. Now, the actual thing was, I think we had a sm small falling out because we also saw each other at Chinese school. Now, the thing is, when we were at a certain age, um, we, uh, that, was like the, that was like the time when everyone was starting to get cell phones. And so you got a phone. And then I was like, dude, young, like, can I see it? And then you were like, wow, no, you I don't trust you. so well. And then. When you say these things, like, there are bits and pieces so. that come and back. And so then I was like. The way you put it all together. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, um, so then I was, I think at the time I was like, like, I think that looking back, it's like, oh, like like you want someone to trust you in the same way that it feels good to be wanted by somebody. So, but at the time I was like, Oh, I'm not going to let him get to me. I, whatever. Then my parents got a phone. And, um, so I would take like my little, I remember like that phone was like lime green and it had a keyboard where like you take the phone and then you can like slide it like horizontally to the left. And then, a and then a, like a, a hot dog style keyboard like pops out under it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, now I got a phone. And then uh, you were like, hey, Alan, can I see the phone? And then I was like, no, I don't trust you. <laughs> as, as my way of uh, as my way of like getting back. And then I remember Chinese school had just ended. So then you went, you left. But then you texted me and you said fatty. So then I was like, oh, yeah, two can play this game. So I texted back, <laughs> bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I went downstairs to exit the school. And then you had this look of concern on your face. Like, it basically was a face that said, I can't believe he just called me bitch. <laughs> so then, so then what you did next, I, and I mean, like, you know, I was like, whatever. But then what you did next was um, you went up to my mom and you were like, he uh alan alan wrote this to me and then my mom got real mad at me like alan what are you doing with my phone like what are you oh like gosh, what are you saying you know? and then snitch. like and then like my mom was like <laughs> i don't remember this at all whatever <laughs> i was I, I i mean i'll be honest like i didn't expect you to go to my mom so i thought i was safe oh until goodness. that point and then my my mom saw that and then um and so then she's like, you know, we're like out in the parking lot and then she's lecturing me and like real all, all mad and everything. And then my dad, my dad is like, what's going on? <laughs> and so then like, then I, I remember like we went to the mall afterward, but my dad was like, let me see what messages you've been sending. And so it's just me and him. And he's like scrolling oh through God. all the messages that you and I have sent. And I'm just like, oh God. Um, and then, but at the same, like right before that point, um, while my mom was still like yelling at me, your mom arrives, and then she's like, like, young Yin, like so my mom, like, like what what happened? And so then like, she told she told you, and then you told your mom. No, she told your mom. You told your mom, and then like I think we didn't talk to each other for a while. Um, I don't know what grade this was in. Maybe eighth grade. Um, because I think I quit Chinese school. I, I think we quit after like, maybe it was seventh grade. I think we quit around sixth or seventh grade um, or eighth grade. I forget. 
but then um yeah time passes by and then i think we're in high school we join tennis teams we just do our own thing i think uh we see each other at church sometimes um i remember you telling me like around like sophomore junior or senior year like you were starting to find yourself more and you by that you meant like I'm not just like trying to be like laming shadow. Like I'm able to like have more of my own identity. So you were, I think starting to hang out more with like kids from your school, um, kids that you met through tennis. Um, I think at the same time, like I might be getting the order all mixed up, but you and I like also, and, and Angela saying also mentions this a lot. She like, we, we were questioners like, like during Friday, Friday fellowships Sunday school, we'd be taught something. And I think you or I would always like ask a question. I think maybe just like the, to push the, I don't know, push, push, just like push, push a little bit, just like to, just to ask like, what if this, or like, 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 what about that? You know, like, like checking the logic of like how, how something makes sense to us. Um, and Angela saying always says like, yeah, like people were always, wondering like oh man like Ellen and Young are going to lose their faith because uh they just keep questioning what they're being taught in church um which I think Angela never really liked that attitude because I think it is healthy to have a bit of doubt um and I think it accompanies like faith and I think oftentimes like the two are not meant to be dichotomized against each other um and I, and I think very much so like the the questions we ask are like a reflection of like we want to get to the bottom of like what is truth um, and i think that's something that we have in common um you know like why are, what are we what are we put on this earth for why are we here what do we live for um what are we meant to do um and on top of that we have the common upbringing of being like asians born in america um that i think helped us relate even more um all this to say like i think that in high school like I still associate with you as like, oh, like, oh, he's like laming, laming, laming 2.0. Uh, then I associate with you as like, oh, he's like just whatever, doing his own thing, <laughs> flirting with girls or just being young and being talkative and whatever. Um, and then I think we started talking a little bit more in the last year of high school. Um, and then... Yeah, it's as you said, like our friend uh, Brian Tung was like, oh, I'm going to go to Midtown to lift weights. Um, and then you were like, oh, I want to go too. And then I was like, oh, I want to go too. I had never lifted before, but I was like, I'll just do what they do, you know, with the goal of like getting like getting more in shape, getting thinner, because I was still kind of husky back then. And I was like, all right, summer, summer free time right before college, time to time to lose some weight. So um yeah, we spent every day at the gym playing tennis or lifting together. And I think that's, and then <laughs> followed up with McDonald's right after. And then <laughs> that's how we, that's how we got to know each other. Um, that's the end of part one, I'd say. Wow, that was very comprehensive. Yeah. Dang, that was, yeah, that I, was I have no I recollection. Um, I'm not going to lie. Being like... a snitch. But I, I believe you. Of most of this? I believe you, but I just have no recollection of that. Very, maybe a very dim. I'll do. I think I, I remember it so well because it was, it was emotionally so, like, like distressful, oh, yeah. you know? Because, like, the next time I saw you, you were like, my mom told all the other moms in the fellowship about what you did. And I was oh, like. Oh, man. 
Oh, well, nothing I can do about that. Like, oh man. Uh, wow, I was a mama's boy. It's okay though. I'm probably still a mama's boy. Why? Well, I. I... <laughs> uh, whatever. It's it's all good, man. Um, but I mean, actually, sometimes I do wonder. Like, I think because of that, like, well, I think that. Like, it's fair to say, like, you and I were, like, bullied in different, not not just by each other, but, like, by various people. Um, like, I think, I think people were racist. I remember you telling me, like, people were racist at your school, like, in middle school or high school. And I don't remember getting that much racism, even though my school is mostly white. Um, but, I mean, like, I still, I still do remember, like, just, you know, getting picked on by people. And, um, like... I realize, like, that's not, like, the extent to which I think you or I were picked on, I think is not normal. But um, I don't know about you, but it gave me thicker skin. Like, like almost to the point where I worry if I'm, like, too insensitive these days. But, like, I- I'm still sensitive in certain respects. It's just, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just wonder, like, oh, like, middle school like adolescence is such a formative time period like like what if things were different you know i don't know but we are who we are so yeah yeah anyway so so what do you remember about that summer when we were at the gym right before heading off to college Uh, yeah so this so this this is where my memory is a lot more fuller um uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I just, I remember you working really, really hard. Um, yeah, I think I've always had a thing with six packs. Um, I think even from early on in life, uh-huh. I think, you know, growing up watching Dragon Ball Z and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't really even know. I didn't even have a word for it. I didn't have the vocabulary to describe what I was seeing. But I knew you I just wanted. saw those two by three squares. I knew that's like... what I wanted. Um, <laughs> and, and and really, you mm. could almost argue that it was like a lifelong pursuit. And so finally, getting to the gym uh, with Brian and looking that summer, like and really working out for the first time. Uh, and and actually, we 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 probably need to say that Bobby was there too. A lot of days, um, Bobby. He was another guy. Yeah, he was. He was in our community. He was. Uh, Alvin Chung was there. A I few don't days really too. remember Alvin Chung, but yeah. And I remember. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I think that summer I actually went to China for a month. You did. I remember um, you went to China for a month. I kept going to the gym because it was starting to become more of a routine. And then you came back, we worked out together, and then you kept checking me out because you were just, you were like, oh my gosh, Alan, like, I keep looking at you and like, I can't call you fat anymore. Like, you're not fat anymore. (laughs) And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And actually Um, that summer, what I remember the most vivid was when you, I was one, there was one random night, I was over at your house. And for whatever reason, you became shirtless. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, and I was like, <laughs> Alan, you have an eight-pack. 
And you look down, and you're like, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I why was know. I shirtless? <laughs> two 16 year old boys in the okay. basement together. <laughs> um, uh, gaydar, gaydar. Oh. I guess I see what, what my uh, Sunday school students are talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. I remember we talked about... Um, I remember, like, we had a conversation about, like, just, like, like who God is and, like, how he works. And then I remember, like, telling you about the problem of evil, which I had recently encountered. I think thanks to my teacher, Mr. Maori, and then, like, we talked about that, too. Um, yeah. It was it was cool because I think that we were, like, in a very similar place and, like, we had very similar questions. Um, and so I was like, wow, like, this guy has the same interests as me. Um, I think we're, like, becoming really good friends, you know? Mm. And then, and then, sadly... Um, I left off to go to college into Chicago, in Chicago. So, yeah. And um, actually, another thing um, I remember about that summer was you were reading two books, and there were, there were two books you wanted to read: "The Social Animal" um, and the biography of Steve Jobs. Hmm. Um, okay. And it's interesting because. You read it the summer after high school, and I would actually go on to read those two mm-hmm. books, sort of my senior year of college and um, senior year of college, and um, kind of I think maybe even the first year of, or maybe the summer before I started working. So. I, I sort of kind of followed mm. you there. <laughs> um. <laughs> nice. Um, what do you remember from those two books? Because I remember like liking them, but I barely remember their contents. It's like bits and pieces, you know. Um, well, so the Steve Jobs one was that. I didn't realize Steve Jobs was so promiscuous, um, and that he actually had a uh-huh. baby out of wedlock. Um, and her name was Lisa, and he actually named mm-hmm. something one of his, yeah, no, very notable something projects, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after her. And actually, she just recently dropped a memoir that was on the best-selling list, the New York New York Times. Yeah. Oh really? Um. And okay. Yeah, she kind of tells the story from her side, so that's one of the most more notable things. But then he also had like this. Um, they had they had this these words that describe him called the reality distortion field where he wanted something. Yeah. And like he can just happen. like right. make his own reality. Um, right. Yeah. And actually the, I think our particular biographer pointed out that, um, that reality distortion field didn't work so well with cancer. Um, he was, he was just like a very stubborn man and he would not take yeah. the treatments that the doctors prescribed. Yeah. He he did his own like fruit right, or vegetable yeah, cleanse, he, right? He was really into meditation. Yeah. Um and do you, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but so I think Steve Jobs died um 
when we were in high school. And, and oh, I remember actually, that night. Yeah, you came to fellowship and you taught a joke and you said, um, "Since um, you know Steve Jobs recently Uh-oh. died, uh, I guess he really did lose the PC." Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I think I remember. I remember it, like, the I, I think entire <laughs> fellowship gasping. And Pastor Steve, we were right about to start worship. We were right about to sing, start to sing song. And I remember Pastor Steve's mouth just being like his jaw just dropped. Wait, was it yeah, out of like, I, think, I can't believe that's what just I remember. Or like, yeah, it was, a, it was the pews of the old church building and he just had his mouth open. And I was like, yeah. whoa. Um, yeah. Wait, like, like, do you think that joke is like really offensive, or like really like bad taste? I mean, uh, well, probably. <laughs> I mean, from a from a sixteen year old dude's standpoint, or from my current standpoint. How about? I think both? at the time I like. I think at the time, so what? So I guess this is not a really dirty secret, but since this this is something about me is I don't I'm not I don't do a good job following the news, and so at that point at that night I didn't even get the joke. Um, I know PC was a competitor, but I actually oh. didn't know that he had died of pancreas cancer. Um, so I didn't even get the joke to be honest. Oh oh shoot that's yeah, the so joke. I didn't, I didn't, okay. Okay, I just thought it was like oh he 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 died before Bill Gates. Oh, he died out of yeah. pancreatic cancer. Oh, okay. Oh. You know, I think I took that joke from someone who told me that joke, and I thought yeah. it was funny. And so I actually didn't even get the joke. Um, I just looked around. I was okay. like, okay, everyone has their mouth open. Better do it. <laughs> um, and so, um, and, but yeah, like, I think anytime you joke about cancer, um, death yeah taking someone's life i think it's probably in, in that context i mean i don't know you didn't i don't think get any malice in that um probably not something i would tell at a dinner party um, um yeah yeah so oh yeah i guess you're starting to help me jog um Mm-hmm. Jog your memory, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so you uh, you read his biography. I mean, like I, I think at the time, like I was just starting to have a lot of, res- starting to have respect for Steve Jobs. But I remember in fifth grade, I was more of a. I remember like wanting to like look into like research like do a research project or paper on bill gates so i was like oh like i like microsoft for like no good reason like i think it was just more popular so i liked microsoft and so i saw apple as like this third party like whatever um and i mean like (laughs) times have changed you know um but i think it was as i saw you know his commencement address to stanford um dot like documentaries or things about how he 
you know, he, he loved to intersect. He, he loved to have that fine intersection of art and technology. Um, and it really showed in his products. Um, and just the way people talked about him, I, I started to really like be intrigued by him and really like him. Um, and now it's like, I have utmost respect, you know? Um, but yeah, that's too bad. I guess back in high school, I thought all the pun jokes were all the rage. So uh, yeah, I guess one, another thing that stood out from the book, is yeah. he said, he actually quote, quotes Henry Ford and he says, you know, if, Hen- if Ford had given what the people wanted, um, he would have produced faster horses, um, but instead he gave them, you know, automobiles. And he says in the same way, rather than mm. giving these people what you think they want, I'm giving them what I know, I know they need. Um, it's like, yeah, like we're giving them what they don't know, right, right. what they even um, want yet. You know. And yeah, I think and I think he certainly did a good job of doing that. I think yeah. Um yeah, the Macintosh, the iPhone, the yeah. iPods. Um Yeah, iPad. Yeah. Maybe to a lesser like extent. It, it did really well. Um Yeah. And yeah. Um so yeah. kind of the two notable things. By the way, are you posting this podcast? I don't know yet. Okay. Why do you no, do you it's, not it's want fine. to share it? Yeah, I'm I'm just curious because. Wait, I didn't even ask you. Like, are you okay if this becomes like a podcast episode no, that's, that's fine, made public? Yeah. Okay, I mean, like, I'm sure we'll get like three listeners, maybe four. <laughs> But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So then you went off to KU and then I went off to U Chicago and, um, yeah, we try to stay in touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember we, we spent a lot of time on the phone together, actually. We did. The thing is like, I don't quite remember most of what we talked about, um, <laughs> to be honest. Probably uh, the three G's, girls, grades. Yeah, God. <laughs> and games, <Grades>. four G's. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? Like, gangs? Oh, uh, games? No, games? I always, oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, gains, gains. I see. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. You'd always like be like, dude, Alan, like, I think I have a six pack now <laughs> or something like that. And we definitely talked about girls. Um, grades? I don't know, dude. I don't think we talked about grades that much. Did we? Uh... Well, I guess I'm using grades to talk about school, to encompass school, to fit the alliteration. I see. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. You want to cap it here, or do you want to keep going? You know, we're almost at an hour. 
I say we cap it and then possibly make sure. a part two. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, all right, well, thanks right, for talking, dude. Probably, yeah, look forward to possibly a part two. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, what did you think of that? Uh, oh, so everything from this point on it will be cut out, right? Pretty much. Oh, well, spontaneous, but eventually we got a direction, so it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like spontaneous, and then once we hit origin story, I think that I kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually I probably won't listen to my own, but I I do look forward to hearing other people's stories. Hmm. What you I, do I or you don't want to listen to your own? Right. Like this episode. Or listen to like Sean's episode or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't really want to do it. I think he says he feels so. Oh, that's interesting. It. I didn't expect that from him. It's not like he's nervous or like scared of how the people. Like, it's not like he's scared. It's more like sometimes. Sometimes his tone, like, rubs people the wrong way, because no one's going to remember like everything that a person says in like thirty minutes or an hour they more so remember like of the general vibe or its own and or or like a certain sound bite you know and so then like that means that like if you sound super over like authoritative or overconfident like that's what people might remember and so sean might talk about the stock market and then like people might be like oh this guy thinks he's doing what knows what he's talking about but doesn't you know what does he know about the stock market <laughs> you know like even though he might just have like opinion or something with certain caveats that are based on facts i don't know i see what are you i'm not I'm playing with the pen sorry oh hmm. all righty man um so i'm getting pretty tired so i'm gonna go to bed is this yeah, your bedtime i go to bed around 10 ish those presents okay. sound so good. I know, right? I've been having too many calories because I've been home so much. And I can tell because I had breakfast. I forgot to have lunch. And I didn't have dinner until 8.45. And I was barely hungry at that time. But yeah, I'm thinking that like... so. I, Dude, I'm thinking if we do a part two, it'll cover the next part of our story, which is to finish up the college arc. But then I think that, um, I think that, I think we can then talk about how our stories start to go separate ways because we live in separate cities. Um, I think for you, you start to become more routine oriented. Because I remember in college, you said you try to, like, you want to try different things. And one of those things eventually was, um, what's the phrase? Like you want to try getting up really early. Um, when you talk about how you got really into navigators, I got more into intervarsity. Um, and then we can talk about 
I don't know. Postgrad life is interesting because we just kind of started doing our own things. Like, you know, you, uh, you started teaching Sunday school. You started, uh, you now started dating somebody. And I'm doing a PhD. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. We can talk about that later. I um I don't know about you, but like when I was talking about like middle school and like memories of like you with Lei Ming, um I feel like my voice was like quivering a little bit. Like it was almost actually like hard to talk about. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Like, I don't know, like I, I guess my voice didn't sound shaky, but like there was some part of like my chest that felt like it was like kinda like mm. shaky, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah. Alrighty. Now, if yeah, now if you and I die tomorrow, people will know um, <laughs> know yeah. how our relationship started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you too. Have a good night, young.